Hey, everybody. Thanks for being patient. We're running a little late here. I just want to thank Christian for uh, getting everything up and running here. We have the uh, Kafferman's with us. Russell's being a little impatient, but we were able to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. No, we were just having a good time here talking. We're really excited about tonight. Um, again, thank you, Christian, um, for you know your talent and getting us started, and we just have some technical dif- difficulties. I want to say I'm actually excited about tonight. Um, we have the Camphermans, the the family, the Camphermans, and um, <laughs> they go to DCC. <laughs> you know, the Camp Camphermans. No, but I'm excited. And um, for all the followers for Cassidy, Cassidy is here tonight. Yeah. I had like four or five people ask Ooh. me this week, hey, Cassidy's going to be on. I was like, me too. And they paid no attention to the fact that I was even going to be out here tonight. That being said, I just want to expound on the message a little bit on, you know, Dan did a great job. I was with the kids. I actually had to listen to it on my phone. And, you know, he really talked about um, being inspired by the word of God. He talked about, you know, um, you can't um, be complacent and honestly read the word of God. Um, He talked about, you know, um, Satan and he's a liar, you know, and he talked a lot about God's word. Um, that being said, um, I just want to say that's what we're going to kind of dig in a little bit um, tonight. I'm super excited about um, to everybody listening. Again, thanks for being patient. Um, we are almost past Russ's bedtime, but that being said, <laughs> I love you, dude. <laughs> um, so um, I want to tell everybody to uh, subscribe um to a YouTube channel and then um, hit the like button. Um, we would appreciate it. Um, if you're watching um, Cassidy's fan club, um, if you could um, just, you know, ask some questions, um, interact with us, she would be more than happy to let you know about the multiple books she's um, writing right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I won't tease you anymore. No, th- but there was some, you know, people very excited that she was going to be on and had no idea we were going to be on and didn't even want to hear about it. <laughs> that being said, um, Again, if you're watching, just interact with us, guys. If you have any questions, is there something that you don't understand? If there's something that maybe um, you're confused about something that we're saying, um, let us know. Um, And Christian, you'll see those, right? And then Christian will let us know. Um, Another thing is, um, if you're listening to audio, I'd ask that you give us a five-star review. Um, We don't accept anything less than a five-star, not a four and a half, not a four. Um, Just only five stars. I'm actually just kidding. Um, That being said... um, the one big thing I want to share is for everybody to share what's going on here tonight. I'm, I'm excited about what we're going to talk about, but the thing is, it, it is the word of God. So what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of dig into it a little bit. And I want to, every, wherever you are to share it, um, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Twitter, um, just to share a quick story. I had um, someone share um, a devotional that we do on our weekly devotionals and he had more hits and people watch it than we do in the attendance at DCC Church. It was on a Tuesday night. And he was shocked. He was like, that many people listen? And I said, they did. People are hungry for the word, right? Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> join us in person on Sunday at 10 a.m. Um, if you're already you know, watching on TV, I'd encourage you, if you ever get a chance to come in, I mean, would you guys agree there's just something about the synergy? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You get there, you start rubbing shoulders with people, you yeah. start talking to them, and 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 it's it's exciting. It's kind of like I guess the analogy I could use is watching football on TV is great, but when you're at the game, man, you're pumped. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> so let's dig in, guys. Ready? So first thing I want to do is Cassidy, did you have John one one pulled up there? I do. Could you read it? Yes. It says in the beginning, the word already existed. 
The word was with God and the word was God. Okay, so that's really important. And the reason is, is the title of what Dan was talking about is a church on fire studies the word and meditates on it. But he said, studies the word. And the scripture said that the word is Jesus Christ. It is God. You know what I mean? So my question is, is um, what does that look like? I mean, so here we are in the beginning, right? And a lot of people look at the Bible as just a book. What they don't realize is that the Bible and the words in it is alive. It's actually a reflection of Jesus Christ. It's what he handpicked. So if if anybody here could just um, maybe give a word of encouragement of, you know, why it is important to read the word and, you know, and, or maybe what it can do to change someone's life or what it's done to change your life. I don't know if anybody here wants to share a little bit on, you know, the word, the word was God, the scripture, or just anything in general on that. I think for me, what I like about the word is that it's not just a book because Jesus rose from the dead and he is the word. Mm. The word is alive. So when we get into the Word, sometimes we run across passages of Scripture that just jump off the page, and they, they'll they apply to a specific area or an area you're struggling with or oh, something that good. encourages you. Um, it just it builds your faith. It helps you, you know, just grow closer to God mm. because it's alive. It speaks to us. Mm, that's really it's, good. I want to, I, I really like that. Um, and I want to piggy off that. So I was meditating on that same thing years ago. And I asked God, I was like, so I I need to see a visual because I'm like a visual guy. And God showed me a vision of like God speaking. Now, I didn't see his face or anything, but the words that came out of his mouth was literally what he was doing. It was alive. He was speaking it in the beginning into existence. And it was almost like that was Jesus coming out of him. It was a part of him. It's who he is, right? They're different manifestations, but one God, right? And he's actually speaking it out. You know what I mean? So that's super cool. Did anybody else have anything else to share? Um, Like this week, kind of going along the same lines. Um, I was just like listening and praying. And I remember, or like God just kind of spoke to me because I had been like struggling with stuff. And I think, um, I remember praying and praying and like wanting an answer and God kind of was like, as I was reflecting about um, Dan's sermon and kind of just like preparing for tonight, he was bringing back a lot of the things that Dan was saying and was just saying like, if you read my word, sometimes my wisdom and answers are in my word. I don't always have to like speak to you to give you an answer because I, I think I was focused so much on like, if mm. I pray, God will just speak to me and he was kind of revealing to me like, if you read my word, my answers are in my word too, because it is alive and it's active and it's for today. And it's not just words on a page that you are just trying to remember stories like this applies to your life here and now. And so I was like, okay, so this isn't just, Mm -hmm. you know, something that you're reading for the fun of it. Like God Mm -hmm. can speak to you and give you answers to life through his word, not just by him, like speaking directly to you. That's really good. And God kind of speaks to people differently, right? Some Mm -hmm. people he speaks to them like um, audibly. Some people he speaks to them through scriptures that um, they've read and God reminds reminds them of scripture. And what we got to be careful of in the body of Christ is people think that like God only speaks in a one way or, or maybe a few different ways, but 
God is God, right? And I mean, he took a donkey in the Old Testament to speak to somebody, right? And I mean, there's many examples. Um, <clears throat> so I want to go in, I'm going to skip down on my notes a little bit because I really like what you're touching on. And uh, um, scripture was guided and inspired by the Holy Spirit. Right. Dan said that. And you're kind of touching on that a little bit. So we're going to go down that road, okay? So... <clears throat> Let's take that a step further. Let me read it again. Scripture was guided, inspired by the Holy Spirit. So here goes the Holy Spirit, right? He's guiding people. The, there was no Bible, right? But he was writing it. He was writing it on people's hearts. They were, they were sharing it. And we ended up with what the Bible is today. But the cool thing is, is the Holy Spirit didn't stop teaching. The Holy Spirit didn't stop giving words. The cool thing is, is the Holy Spirit's living inside of us, right? And... <clears throat> I think people have a hard time with that. You know what I mean? Um, there's many times where I, you know, people will be like, well, you know, I, I barely know you. How did you know that? And I'm like, well, you know, um, God just put it on my heart. I think people have a hard time realizing what does that look like? You know what I mean? So <clears throat> if we could, if you feel comfortable, I'm going to share with kind of how God speaks to me. You know what I mean? And if we could all just kind of share for me, a lot of times it's with visions. You know, like we were at a, a small group recently, mm -hmm. and I had shared with multiple people about yeah. some visions I was seeing. One of them was a canning jar, you know, and I shared, you know, that's just how God speaks to me a lot of time about people. I see visions. Sometimes they're kind of different. And I'm like, God, I do not want to share that. That is not cool. But it always comes out nice, you know. So for me, a lot of times I see visions. Does anybody else want to share kind of like how God mm -hmm. speaks to you? And the reason I'm doing this is because I really believe that a lot of people in the body of Christ are just like, I hear people say, well, God told me this, right? And they think right away, well, God's speaking to them in an audible voice. No, God has different ways that he can speak his word yeah. to us. So does anybody want to share like kind of like how God, is it sharing scripture with you? Is it? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times when I hear, it's it's almost like it, it it's almost like when you have an epiphany, you're like, you're just kind of sitting thinking about something. You're like, oh. Wow, like that's what it you know, like mm. when you have when you, if you're trying to remember something, but like sometimes it almost seems like my own thoughts. Mm, like that's good because I had I had this one instance where, like, I was just reading, I was reading the word, and I got, I was confused by something I was reading, and I was like, huh, I wonder why that is that way. And I asked God, I was like, it's like why mm. why what did you mean by that? And it was like of all places, like I was just kind of just meditating, and I was just at the gym, and all of a sudden I was like, huh. That's what it meant. And it was just, you know, okay. it's just kind of like an epiphany of like, oh, wow. But like God just kind of like, so, oh, like there God you just go. just kind of dropped it on <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, just like randomly. And, and he would be like, there you go. Just give it to you. You know, you're like, That's oh, good. thanks. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's amazing? And, and it's like God can give you a lot in a split second. Yeah. You know what I mean? He gives mm -hmm. you like a half a story. <laughs> kind of like, oh, okay. You know, and then you, then you want you want. Like I said, you can unpeel it like an onion. Mm. You know what I mean? There's just more and more. I like that. That's really good. Anybody else have anything to share? Cool. I'll go on to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this, what, what Dan said. He says, you can't read and study God's word and be lukewarm. And I thought that was bold. That's mm -hmm. good. Yeah. And I'm actually still meditating on that. <clears throat> but I guess what I would say, and I'll touch on this just a little bit, is I think if you go and you study and you read God's word with a right heart, yeah. with a teachable heart, 
you know, because what I did for a certain amount of time in my Christian walk is I felt like I had to get so many scriptures in, or I had to read so many chapters, you know what I mean? Or one time I was trying to read the whole Bible through in a year, and I was like, you know, and then you get to the begots, begot, 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 you know, yeah. and, and I would just kind of act like I knew how to speed read, and I'd be a you know, but I didn't, you know, and it wasn't in my heart, but until I really would ask God, God, give me a revelation of what's going on here. You know, God, I need help. And I started reading God's word. I really realized what he's talking about. You know what I mean? Because the Bible says that God's word is living and powerful, sharper mm-hmm. than any two-edged sword, piercing even into division of the soul and spirit and joint and marrow. So if we really let God penetrate our heart, could we become lukewarm? I don't think you can, not if you go to it with the right heart, but what does it look like if we stop reading the word, right? We're all on fire. I've done this before. You know what I mean? So my question is, is I believe someone's out there right now. This is what I believe in my heart. And they're saying, you know, Dave, I go from being what I feel is lukewarm to hot, to lukewarm, to hot, Mm. to lukewarm, to hot. What do I do? Does anybody got any advice for that person? I believe there's someone just saying, you know, right now I just don't feel real you know, and of course, it's not all based on feelings either. But but what is it? I mean, what what works for for us? Any suggestions? Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, I still do that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like yeah. you'd have to be perfect to not be able to not do that, right? Like, there will be times where I know I should probably be reading, and you know, but I don't. But I think it's. <laughs> I have to not be driven by my emotions because mm. if I'm if I be if I'm driven by my feelings, like I could have messed up like 30 seconds ago, and I'm like, you know, I'm just not worthy enough. You know, I probably shouldn't. I'll, I'll read the Bible tomorrow, right? When I feel when I feel better about it. But that's not like God literally says, like, come to me, all your like. It doesn't matter how like what as soon you messed up, just come now, mm. come to me all. And I think a big part of that is just realizing that, like, no matter what your emotions feel like, like, it's like God's still there and he still wants to speak to you. And if anything, like, that's the time you should be getting fed the most yeah. because you just messed up, right? But I think it's it's about, it's almost about creating habits as well. Mm. Because a lot yeah, of times, like, I just don't, I don't create the habit of reading that every day. Like, and, and that's... To say that as well as like, don't get monotonous with it. Like, oh, just I read my Bible, check the box, right? Like, it's the, and I like what he said when he read John 3.16. It's about what you're saying earlier. It's about the intention. Mm -hmm. He read John 3.16, which is a verse that all of us know and can Mm -hmm. quote, but we pass by every single time. Mm -hmm. It's it's about the, your intention in reading that. Am I trying to get something about it? Or am I trying to read as much of the Bible as I possibly can just to say I did it? And that's, I think, where like, not becoming lukewarm comes into the play because I could read I could read the whole Bible and get nothing out of yeah. it just to check the box. But if I'm actually reading the scripture to get something out of it and be changed, there's you there's it's impossible to not get fired up, right? That's good. I really like what you're saying there, but. You've actually touched on multiple. So, yeah, oh, I, I yeah, jumped I like around it, there. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, dude, I like it because you touched on a few things there. I'm like, dang, that's good. And I'm like, okay, that's a different way to look at it. Okay, I like that. So that was good. I appreciate you sharing it. Does anybody else have anything to share? I mean, I like the point. It's it's not about just getting it out of the way. Yeah. It yeah. does take discipline, mm-hmm. but because it's alive, 
we're building a relationship with our heavenly Father. Yeah. Yes. You know, and I think that's the intention that we should look at and go for when we're doing it. It's it's not about okay, I just got to spend a certain amount of time in the Word today. Mm. No, I want to get into the Word so that I can find out who this God is that I'm worshiping. Uh, so that we can mm. get to know him. He wants to have a relationship and he wants us to yes. know who he is. Yes. That's what's fascinating to me about the word because like we were saying earlier, it's alive. He's alive. Mm-hmm. So we're communing with him when we're in the word, learning yes. his character, learning his nature, mm-hmm. you know. You Hopefully know, applying that and becoming <laughs> like him as well because yeah. obviously he yeah. wants us to be like him. Um, so as we learn that character, we can allow him to move and work in our lives as well to change us to be like him. I like what you're saying, learning his character. So when I first became a Christian, uh, one of the guys that mentored me said, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and figure out how cool Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And the, the crazy thing is, is I got through it the first time and I, I overthought it, right? So by the third time I'm reading through it again, you know what I thought? man, I went to church for a good part of my life and I was lied to. Jesus is not what I was taught. He is cool. I mean, he's a great guy. He cared. I always thought God was this God that had a hammer. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Give you cancer. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, that's what I was taught. You know, it's crazy, but that's what I was taught. But I really like what you're saying about character. And the thing is, is, you know, I had a mentor tell me years ago that we want to strive to be like Jesus. We're not ever going to be just like he was, but we want to strive. And what he was saying is kind of touching on a little bit about what you're saying, that care, what was he like? You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong that looking at that being like, man, I want to be like that. Because what do people do today? You know, they look at sports figures, right? And they'd be like, man, I want to be like him. You have no idea what that guy's like mm-hmm. when he's not on that field. Yeah. Or he's not on that basketball court, or he's not on that soccer field, or that football field, right? But we know what Jesus was like because of what you touched on, right? His character. He told us, this is who I am. I'm sharing it with you. I'm going to be naked and open, and I'm going to share it with you. And then he even shared it in parables so that we could understand it, which is super cool. So I'm going to kind of get in all of our own world right now. I got a question. So this is going to be really good. You guys ready? <laughs> and I want to say, man, in a couple of times you spoke, I'm going to invite you back, man. You're, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm just sowing the seed right now, okay? I love having Ross here. He's like a brother from a different mother. So I was excited when uh, Nate said, yeah, he's coming. I was like, what did I say? Yes. You're like, yes. yes. Explanation point, explanation yeah. point. So, no, I was excited. So, So guys, Dan said something that I thought about. I really want to touch on this tonight. And I want to ask if any of us have any examples. And it's this. Darkness cannot survive in the light. Light drives out darkness. Now, do any of us have any examples when I read that of some areas to where maybe we were struggling? Because guys, there's people out there, right? They're listening right now. And they're struggling, okay? Not all of us are doing great. I mean, even us in, in right here, I mean, we have our own struggles, right? But what happens is with the people is they keep going back to the same thing and they struggle with it. And they go back to the same thing and they struggle with it. And, and it's not a heart condition, right? 
because they want to change. I believe I do. I've had these before where I struggled with stuff and I just got to forgive me. And then the next thing you know, two weeks later, I'm struggling with this thing again. You know what I mean? So my point is, is when it says darkness cannot survive in light and light drags out darkness, I'll start off by saying when I struggled with some stuff, I went into God's word and I found scriptures that really touched my heart and I would quote them. You know what I mean? And there's a, we had a really great guest speaker here a while ago, and she said something like, um, well, you need to take the lies from Satan and replace them with God's truth. So, okay, we talked about this before the podcast, but it's something that she said that has really, I mean, it's been rampant in our church. As a matter of fact, some of our elders have actually taught on it multiple times. I'm hearing it at my workplace um, Nate works with me. We both talked about we're hearing it. I mean, I even have a couple of my family members have touched on it a little bit. So that's kind of the same vein, right? So I guess my question is, is, is there some advice that we can give people that are saying, you know, guys, I'm just struggling and I'm having a hard time defeating this thing. Is there mm-hmm. something that we can do to, you know, prayer, um, fast? I don't know. It Maybe an example of something that someone, one of us have done to, you know, really get over the hump and, 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 and conquer something. I just, I look at the, just the story of Jesus after he was baptized, the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness and he fasted for 40 days. And then the devil came and tempted him. He combated all of the temptations that the devil came at with him, with the word. He spoke the word and said, you know, it is written. It is written. It is written. That's good. To me, if Jesus used the written word to fight the enemy during those temptations, to me, that's the most, I mean, I I can't think of a stronger example of God having used the the written word to fight temptation, Mm. to fight the enemy. I think that just shows the importance of the written word and why we need to be in it. Mm-hmm. So that we know it when those times come where we're battling, yeah, you know, when the yeah. enemy wants to come and lie, combat it with the truth. And we have to know the truth, and the only way we know it is by being in the Word. And what I really like about what you're doing here, by the way, now you spoke three times at this podcast, <laughs> you're kind of setting the standard up between you and your daughter, man. I'm starting to feel like, man, am I, I'm, I'm like out of my league here or something. But, but what I really like about Russ is saying here is this, dude, that was powerful. And that, this is why. He could have shared a story right? About why I did this, you know, and then I did this and this, but no, he went to the word. Mm. And then he said that he look at the word and then use the word. But, and then what I said earlier, the word of God is living and powerful. So when you do that, you're allowing it into your heart. And because it's alive, it changes. And I just love what you're, you're saying there. I don't know what else to say besides that, but I don't know if you guys have some, but I don't necessarily have a like story personally that I can think of at the moment. But I was just thinking along those lines, like what he was saying about how um, Jesus uses the word to combat those lies. And I'm just thinking, trying to put it in practical sense of how they're saying like darkness cannot survive in the light and people kind of going up and down. Like I think there becomes a point where um, if people are struggling with the being on fire and going to lukewarm and being on fire and going back to being lukewarm is we get to a spot where we're struggling and we run to Jesus and we pour our heart and our soul out to him and 
he comes mm. and rescues us because he's such a good God. And I think we get to be in a spot where we're so on fire because we see how good God is. Mm. And then I think that there comes a point where we're in a good spot in life and God is carrying us through. And there is almost like a shift where we think life is good and we start relying on ourselves. So I think we kind of stop because I'm guilty of this. I'm sure other people are as well. Maybe it's just me, <laughs> but we start relying on ourselves, And then that's when we start kind of taking steps back or backsliding or whatever. And that's where you go back into that lukewarm and you start struggling again is because you've almost kind of like shifted your focus off of God mm. and you've focused more on yourself because you're like, well, I'm okay right now and I can do this because I'm doing it. But you're forgetting like God was with you and he still is with you, but mm. you've kind of taken that little step off to the side. So I think too, like, so you're got to get back in the word and you got to read your word and be mm -hmm. in, in tune with God because he's going to help you. And by being with him, you're going to want to be more with him. And that's going to help that's you good. stay on the fire. What I really like, so you guys are all touching on some good stuff. You've been quiet lately, so I'm going to give you the eye pretty quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you said something and it's really good. And you said that we take our, our, our thoughts off of God and we shift them to ourselves. That's really good because I'm guilty of that. And then what I do when I do that is, okay, I'm only 25 years old. Okay. No, I'm just <laughs> No, but How I'm, many no, I'm of 25? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm 55 and I still do this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, so I'm doing good. I shift my thoughts and my intents and my heart away from God and I'm myself because everything's going good. And then when I'm going, when yeah. I'm struggling, then I'm like, oh, God, help me. Chris Shire told me something um, the other day. He said, I believe that what I want to do and what I'm going to start doing in the body of Christ has to do is we have to go God in our good times too. That's right. You yeah. know what I mean? We yeah. have to, because if you think about it, how many people do I see that you see them in church when they're struggling, but when everything's going good, you just don't see them in church and there's no condemnation because I used to do the same thing, right? But I really like what you're saying that, and you can actually write a book on that too, okay? Be, <laughs> so you book could, number three. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, the first book was the one we talked about. Oh, or, you okay. know, the second book would be um, Don't Take Your Thoughts um, Off God. Uh, what, what did you say again? You said... Shift your focus onto yourself. Yeah. Yeah, no, you said don't shift your focus off of God and onto yourself. Maybe it could be that. Okay. Second book. What do you think? I think you're onto something. Come <laughs> on to something? Okay, good. So anybody well, I think it's like too, if you stay like in a posture of thankfulness, if not in the good times, because like you said, as we kind of seem to forget about God when things are good. And I think we oh. maybe need to shift our focus in those good times of not necessarily just kind of coasting, but just being thankful maybe in those mm. times where you're just like appreciating all the good things that God has brought you. Mm. Yeah, that's good. But I think a big part of it is realizing that I can literally do nothing without him. Oh, you have yeah. to realize that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and this takes humbling ourselves, right? Because we don't want to admit that we need somebody, right? I can do everything by myself. It's fine, right? But realizing that we need him. Mm. And dude, there'd be times where like, I'll I'll be struggling and I can't do things that just normal stuff. Like it sounds dumb, but like I'll be at the gym and I can't do half the stuff that I can do. Like then when I'm in communion with God, like mm, like there's good. literally 
pretty much nothing, especially if it's something that he's called you mm. into. Because a lot of times we, we, we ask God for guidance, I think. You're like, God, what am I supposed to do here? And then he calls you something and you walk through the door and you're like, cool, thanks God. No, I got it from here. This is going to be great. And you yeah. try to walk. How am I going to walk into something that he's brought me into without him? Mm, you that's can't. Good. That's impossible. Yeah. And I like, I think, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I like something I heard Chris say that um, I've heard, you know, I've heard him say this a couple of times, but he he's compared the word to food. And he said, when I eat food, I get full and then I'm good. I don't need it for a while. But the mm. more I read the word, the more I need it, the ah, more I want it. Yeah, and it's true. The and something that I was just thinking about when you're talking when you're talking is when when you're battling going to lukewarm from like lukewarm to on fire, it's first of all, it's the reali- realizing that you need him, but making that your default. Mm. I need you is my default mm. because a lot of times what happens is I'm on that high. And I'm like, thanks, God. Nope. Yep. I got it from here. And then I get hit. Hmm. And instead of going back to where I should, I fall down. And then I'm like, crap. Ugh, I'm in this, I'm in this valley again. God, why am I struggling? And then he's like, Well, why don't you look up at me and start trusting me? And why'd you take your eyes off? Like, like when Peter was walking on water, he took his eyes off of him and he fell in the water. Why'd you bring bring your back eyes back up on me? Like. Mm, it's good. it's take it's that's just good. taking that and realizing like this is we need him <laughs> and we yeah. we forever will. And when he and was on the water, do. he was almost like, I got this. Yeah, he, you he know did. What I mean? yeah. He took his eyes off God, and then he starts sinking. Right. Yeah. That's what I do in life. You know, like God, I got this, and then mm-hmm. I start struggling. I'm like God, help! <laughs> you know, I'm drowning. You know. Yeah. So, Amen. I want to share. Um, could you you look up Psalms one nineteen seventy two? So I really like what you're saying there and the analogy that you had about, you know, Peter, right? Walking on the water is huge. And I've heard so many sermons on that, you know, but really he's saying, I got it. You know, it's almost like I look at Peter and he's saying, oh, wow, this is cool. I'm walking on water. Took his eyes off God. It wasn't Mm -hmm. him. It was God, right? You got it? Yes. Cool. All right. Psalms 119.72. It says, your instructions are more valuable to me than a million in gold and silver. That scripture is huge because we have to value God's word. And I think right now the world and the body of Christ to an extent doesn't really value God's word right now. You know, and if so, there's been so many conversations I've had in the last year to where people are giving their own opinions. And then I just say, well, you know, what does God's word say about that? And you can just see this look on everybody's face like, oh, you're one of those, (laughs) you know, but it wasn't too long ago when, you know, me and you first got saved, God's word was valued. I mean, believers and unbelievers, I mean, they respected it, you know, and, uh, you know, and a lot of times I think a lot of the grandpas and grandmas instilled that into a lot of people. So Dan said that God's word has value, great value. And when he said that, I, I thought, okay, why don't we see this a lot in the world from the body of Christ and from unbelievers? Why are we seeing now like God, just this thing up there and you know what I mean? I guess when he wants to speak, he can. But it's, a lot of people aren't looking at God, the Bible, like it has value, like it's absolute truth. I think God's word is absolute truth, mm-hmm. okay? I think it trumps everything. Whether I understand it or not, 
it's still absolute truth. But I guess my question is, is my question to us is why is the world or the body of Christ, either or not valuing the word? What happened? I mean, are we being tripped up by the by the enemy? Is this something that's just happened overnight? Is this something that's been going on for years? Is this something that the word explains? Does anybody have any you want to shed some light on this? I think for me, the it's it's that what you just said, the word of God is absolute truth. Mm. And people don't want that as truth. They want to form or formulate their own version uh, of what truth is for on. themselves. Yeah. You know, they want to set their own standard instead of having God's word be the standard that we live by. Mm. And we've seen a lot of those examples in the Bible, right? We've mm. seen a lot. I mean, that's what Lucifer did. He wanted to be like God. Right? right? He wanted to set his own standard. He wanted to be his own God. You know what I mean? And that's what a lot of cults do today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They create their own God. And then they say that Jesus Christ was just a great man. Right? So what you're saying is really good. I really love it. Did you guys have anything to share at all before I move on? No? Okay. So the next thing I want to do is, is this. Dan said something that I think is going to be really relevant to tonight. And it's going to real. I think this is the one thing that I think is really going to minister to people tonight. And it says, he said, meditate on God's word. What does that look like? And I kind of wrote down something. I know it's not the greatest word, but I put, <laughs> I put regurgitate. <laughs> I read that so, twice because I yeah. didn't believe that that Did was Did he really was put that word on there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but that's what some animals do, right? They regurgitate their food. But that's almost what I do with the word. Like, so one of my favorite scriptures is casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. And when I was young in Christ, guys, I'm telling you, I had five kids. My wife stayed home. I worked two jobs and things were tight. And I had to keep saying, you know, First Peter 5, 7, casting all your cares upon him. And I would just say, Jesus, I just cast my cares. And I'd be doing this, cast my cares upon you. Whatever I could do. But the thing is, I stood on God's word. But today, but it didn't take long. Well, to me, it took long. God's timing is different than ours, right? I thought it was just going to happen like when I started quoting that scripture. No, it took a lot longer than that. But the thing is, is I was able to conquer my cares, Right. Another example is when I first became a Christian, I was worried about what people thought. Well, if I wear a Christian t-shirt that says Jesus saves, well, they're all going to think I'm a holy roller and a chandelier swinger. You know what I mean? But I had to get to a point where I didn't care about what they thought. You know what I mean? I'm not embarrassed of my parents, you know, so, or my wife. So when I go out and, you know, and and I introduce myself and I'm like, this is my wife, I'm not you. He's batting his eyes at me. I'm like, okay, that was good. (laughs) (laughs) But no, when I introduce my, okay, you know, I love you. (laughs) Who's getting out of here? I'm just kidding. But so when I introduce my wife, I'm proud of my wife. I've been married to her for 35 years. 34, sorry, honey. I always get dates wrong. And let's not talk about dates because I get myself in trouble all the time. (laughs) That being said, I'm proud of her, right? So why can't we be proud of Jesus Christ? You know what I mean? Why can't we? Why can't we? So again, what I shared here is is meditating on it. What does that look like? I put regurgitate, uh, rethink um, scripture, and what have you heard, etc. So I think about sermons that I heard. 
you know, and I take a word and I go over and over and over. I rethink it. I go over and over and over it. Do you guys have anything? I mean, meditating, what does meditate look to you guys? To me, it's, it's, it's kind of what Dan was saying, what I was thinking, but is that, is that how, mm. how you guys look at it or? Yeah. Well, and I, it's, it's actually funny. I, I think that that's a meditate, like me, when I think of meditation, right. I think of just like repeatedly thinking of it, like it's quote unquote stewing on in it. Right. Ah, like stewing like a roast. I think, yeah. And I think it's a gift that God gave us, but I think we use it. I sorry, sorry. I just caught that you said a roast. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Hey, I thought it was funny. No one laughed. I was like, man, maybe I need to quit cracking it's a, it joke. It took me a sec. I'm sorry. No, it took me a sec. But no, I think it's a gift that God gave us, but we use it wrong. Mm. Because how many? Like, I, dude, I'm so guilty of this. Where I, I get in, like, do I'll be trying to go to bed, you know, or something, and I'm just like thinking. I'm just thinking and thinking and thinking and like med- meditating on the wrong things. Like I get out of work and I'm stressed out or this, and I'm just like, oh, I gotta go do this tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. And why aren't we doing that with the word? Yeah, stop focusing on. on the negative on. things. Read the word and med- meditate on it. That God gave us that ability. Stop using. Stop using it wrong. That's good. I <laughs> right. really like that. That's a whole different angle. I really. I'm gonna steal that. By the way, you're gonna hear me say that. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey man, I just want to give you this revelation I got. <laughs> but no, I really like that. Well, yes. Paul encourages us to renew our minds. And yeah. How Amen. else do we do? Amen. That? We. You have to keep going over scripture. You know, mm-hmm. change your thoughts. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, meditation. That's yep. how you do it. Yep. Amen. Going in with an ex and like an expectation too. Ah. I think uh, one of the things that Dan said that I thought was really cool because this is something that someone challenged me to do a long time ago. Um, what he said was, "Before you read, pray and ask God to reveal something to you." Mm. So I've been doing this for a long time. Anytime I sit down and read the Bible, I just it's like a quick two second thing. I'm like, God, reveal to me what you want to speak to me today, mm. and then I'll read whatever portion of scripture I'm going to read today. So he had said that. And I was like, yes, that's so good because how much or how humbling is that for you to just, you know, open your heart up to God and say, God, I want you to speak to me what you need to speak to me. And then you just Mm -hmm. read and going in with the expectation of God is going to speak to me and he's going to reveal what I need to know right now. And then also, because he talked about how there's so many scriptures that we've memorized and we know and it's good to memorize scripture because that's something that God can help or use to help other people through us. But um, going in expecting to learn something new from that's good. the same scripture. Because mm-hmm. how many times do we listen to the same songs or we listen to the or watch the same movies over and mm-hmm. over, right? Like it's not like it gets old. So why does scripture get old mm-hmm. or old. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like repetitive. Like if, you know, he talked about John 3, 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Like there should be a new revelation every time we hear that, like, (laughs) oh my gosh, God loved me that much. Mm. Like, wow. And like, that should be like a revelation every time you shouldn't get old or get tired Mm. of even hearing that because that's just powerful. Anytime I hear that scripture is like, he loved me, just me. Even if I was the only person on this earth, he would have died just for me. Like how cool is that? Mm. So I just think that like we need to almost go in with that expectation that God's going to reveal something to us because like we said earlier, it's alive and active. How can you not read it and like not learn something? Hmm. That's really good. I actually had something written down in here and it said, uh, God has great value on life. I'm sorry. I didn't say this. Dan did. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, Dan. I don't mean to take all the credit. I love Dan. Okay, so <laughs> wow. I'm like, what am I saying? Okay, okay. I'm I'm, I'm okay, guys. I'll regroup here. No. So it says, Dan said, God has great value on life. He gave His only Son, Jesus Christ. So I kind of look at it this way. I have people over, right? And I like we want to get the nice china out. Like we have you and your wife over a couple times. You get the good stuff out for us. I did. Did I, did I use paper plates? I didn't use paper plates and plastic yeah, forks. No, we used the fine china and I made you guys a good meal, right? Did you, you did. like it? Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> but that being said, I value him, right? And when him and Amy came over, I mean, we went up on the top cupboard and we got the nice china. You know what I mean? And, I made sure all the silver were matched because we have different silver. You know, we wanted it to look nice and we made them a really nice meal, but we went all out for them because we value them. Mm. But that's what Jesus did, right? He gave Jesus Christ, right? He didn't go in the refrigerator and say, oh, there's some leftover lasagna from two days ago. We'll just serve Russ and Amy that, you know, that's not what he did. He gave Jesus Christ. Mm. And so I just wanted to touch on that because you share, but there's one thing that I want to share. So, while you were speaking, I, I really felt like there's people right now that are, are, I guess you could say, stuck in a rut, okay? There's people that feel like, geez, I don't know if I'm lukewarm or not, you know? And I understand what you guys are saying, you're talking about it. And I want to share this because I really believe there's people listening that they just feel like they're they're having a hard time pressing through, right? Dan said that, leave lukewarm behind and be on fire. How? with a genuine heart as God's word transforms us. So what Dan, what you were sharing was, was God, a lot of stuff that you've shared tonight is really scripture. You know, Hey, Paul said this, well, this is, this is what Jesus did, right? I mean, you're taking the examples in God's word and you're sharing it. But my, my point is, and the reason why I share that Russ is sharing that is because what we want to do as people is we want to do things ourselves. Right. And you kind of shared on that a little bit about not doing things on, on your own. Was that you or was one of you or both? So anyway, somebody, <laughs> yeah, it was somebody. <laughs> it was probably Russ again. He said a lot of good things. <laughs> so but that being said, there's someone just saying, you know, guys, I realize what Dave just read. I realize that Russ is sharing this stuff and, you know, Cassidy's touched on some stuff. But is there anything that we can share with people today from our own personal experience? People that are just saying, you know, this is all great, you know, and when I stop listening to this tonight, I'm still going to struggle. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is there something that's dropping in our heart right now that where we can share with them and encourage them? Yeah, um, something, and this is something I thought of just now, or I didn't think of it. Amen. It was downloaded, but... <laughs> Good. Good. But no, and I think it's, it's almost a perspective switch, because what does lukewarm mean? Mm. Something doesn't get lukewarm unless it's been sitting for a while. And I feel like sometimes, like when I fail, I'll be like, dang it, man, I'm lukewarm. Or I'm like, dang, I'm terrible, whatever. And I feel like I'm away from, far away from God, which that's not true, right? Mm -hmm. But lukewarm is being complacent. Lukewarm is not failing. Would somebody on fire run back to God the second they failed? Mm. No, it's yeah. it's a perspective switch and a and a change. What are you, like? 
I guess, yeah, it's a, it's a paradigm switch of this is not what lukewarm is. Lukewarm is me being complacent. I'm going to fail. It says I'm going to fail. Every All have fallen short from the glory of God, right? But what am I doing when I do? Mm. Am I running back to him or I'm just going to sit and stew in my crap yeah. of whatever, yeah. you know? It's real. like a roast. <laughs> like a roast. <laughs> <laughs> you caught it that time. <laughs> but seriously, no, I just think if I'm not on fire, I'm not going to run back to God because I'm not going to think I need him. Mm. That's good. That's really good. Anything else from anybody? So I want to share that um, <clears throat> we base so much on works today. And I want to speak to whoever's listening today that God loves you just the way you are. Mm-hmm. It's not about what you're going to do for him right now or what you're going to do for him in the future. You're worthy. Mm-hmm. you're relevant and you're loved because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Right. And we have to be able to receive that love. And, and then I believe that when I said that, I, I really believe that someone said to myself, well, how do I receive it? You get into God's word and you do what Russ said. We find out what he's like. Mm-hmm. Because all through scripture, he just, he loves us, That's right. right? He yeah. loves us. I mean, that being said, the one last thing I want to touch on is this. What are we called by God to do personally? And how do we find this out? There are so many people in the body of Christ right now, and Dan talked about this, he touched on this right at the end of when he shared was, I just don't know what God wants me to do. You know what I mean? I guess my question is, is someone's out there and says, I don't know what God has for me personally. How do I find that out? I think we all kind of touched a base on it a little bit. You know what I mean? I think I'll touch on one prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, my prayer life has really changed in the last five, six years. So it's funny because I don't know if you noticed, but when I was at the small group, I don't really pray and I don't fold my hands and bow my head. I just, I pray and I talk, you know what I mean? And as God put stuff on my heart, I just, I just talk to people. You know, and um, it was odd because I got together with a Christian brother years ago and I was with him at Kedoba uh, and he started praying. All of a sudden he just looks up at me, he starts talking to me. Yeah, God put this on my heart. I was, he bows his head again. He starts praying again. I'm like, man, that's odd. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was his prayer life. You know what I mean? Prayer to him was just an extension of who he was. It wasn't something that I do in the moment. So I want to share prayer. So does anybody have anything else to share with as far as, you know, people are out there and they're just kind of wondering, you know, um, um, what does God have for me? And how do I figure this out? How do I find that? What do I do? What's do, do I got to get, you know, fairy dust and sprinkle it and, you know, or a magic wand? I mean, what do I do? I mentioned prayer. Does anybody else want to mention anything? Hmm. Go for it. Sorry, I'm thinking. Okay. Well, I was thinking, so God has a purpose and a plan for all of us. Hmm. And I don't think that he's going to just one day say, this is your purpose. Come on. Yep. I think he has given everybody passions and talents and desires in their life. And Bingo. I think that those are given to us by God to fulfill his purpose. But mm-hmm. I don't think that God is just going to say, you're going to do this one day. He might for some people, cause maybe that's what they need. But I think that people get discouraged because they don't have the end goal in mind. But I think if we had the end goal in mind, we'd get scared because we would think and see ourselves now and say, I'll uh, never be able to do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I remember um, several years ago in high school, before I started working, um, there were 
classes that I was taking for careers and pathways. And I remember <laughs> seeing a career thinking, I will never do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't say that because that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but just like for that same example of like five years ago or six, seven, however many years ago, I thought to myself, I would never be doing that because that was a scary big thing that I never thought. So I think that people get caught up a lot on God needs to tell me what my end goal is, where God is going to actually be so good as to just walk with you Mm. through the journey. And he's going to bring you through trials and tests to help you to grow and stretch you to get where he wants you to go. He's going to be through like with you through the whole thing. And he might be able to, or he might give you big, you know, stepping stones that you know what the next step is. But I think when you desire to do what he wants to do, he's going to open doors that you don't normally have open to be able to walk through to get to your purpose. And this is why we need a woman's perspective. <laughs> because I just come on and say, just pray. Just pray. And Russ is like, yep. Nate's like, yep. And then she just like colors the whole thing in. And I'm like, that's actually exactly what I should have said. I just wasn't thinking that's of it. <laughs> that yeah. was so good. That well, was so good. And I think it's funny that you said that because um, it was it was a, it was a kind of a revelation that I had a while ago where because I think a lot of people like our age they're just like so lost they think that they need to be like a TikTok star or whatever I'm not gonna get into that but um <laughs> everybody you know everybody's looking for fulfillment everybody's looking for a purpose right yeah. and in reality like the Bible tells you exactly what your purpose is mm. go into the earth and tell people about me mm-hmm. that's your purpose yeah the giftings you have and the desires you have those are awesome those aren't your purpose those and you said this a little bit your giftings are the tools god has given you to do that mm. but the bible clearly states what our purpose is Amen. and i think it's but people don't like to hear that because it makes them makes it about god and not about them right yep. they want to be yep. famous i want to be a rock star i don't want to be the background dude at this church so where nobody sees me, yep. you know, but it's, I don't know. I just think that that was a revelation that I had that like, it's it, cause it's not about me. It's about God. Right. And that's, that's, that's your purpose is to share God with people. Amen. Amen. You know, Hollywood portrays this picture that is such a lie, mm. you know? And I mean, it's just, it's, it's just sad, you know, really true success and, and I actually tell, I have five boys, so I t- I've told all my boys this. I say, guys, true success isn't <clears throat> the man that you become. It's true success isn't the things that you gather here on earth. True success isn't the toys that you have. True success really isn't even having a great marriage or really raising your kids right. I said, true success is having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ <laughs> and knowing your Father's voice. Okay. Through that, everything else flows. Right. Yeah, that's right. Everything else flows. So um, I just, did you have anything, Russ, or before I close? No, I was just going to go along with Nathaniel. I mean, he, like you said, he's called us to share Jesus, and that's just Amen. to be salt and light. And we can do that it's everywhere a scripture we that go. Came to my heart. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Salt and light. Yep. So it's kind of funny because, I mean, I've been working with kids for years. And one time um, I shared that illustration and um, I turned off the lights and I on purpose left the lights off and I told all the kids to be quiet. And I bet you it was about 45 seconds <laughs> and it was like everybody, and it was pitch dark and the kids were just like, wow, what's going on here? You know? And every once in a while, one of them would say something. I go, shh, shh, <laughs> you know? And all of a sudden I took a lighter and I went, guess what everybody looked at? Mm. 
Okay. I want to share with everybody that's listening that the world is hungering and craving for true Christianity, not the Christianity that we've showed them for so many years, not necessarily what we say to them, but bearing fruit. Jesus said that they'll know you by your fruit. So I just want to encourage everybody um, to, like Russ was talking about, and you guys were talking about today is, you know, get into God's word, right? Mm -hmm. Seek his face with, like you touched a little bit about it on with, with a, with, with the right heart, with the intentions of actually, I'm going to receive something from this. You know what I mean? I'm going to get something from this and doggone it. I'm going to read it till I find it. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm expecting. I really like that, that you shared that. I want to appreciate everybody for uh, logging in today. I want to thank the Kafferman family for coming out. Russ, um, you'll see a post on uh, planning center. I'm going to be like, <laughs> so, you know, I love you, dude. I just like to mess with you. Yeah, it's been good. I, I just want to share with everybody again, guys, there was a lot of nuggets that were said here tonight, right? And, and Christian pressed through sweat, you know, mumbling. I don't think he was saying anything that was unrighteous, but he was doing a lot of mumbling. Christian, we want to tell you, dude, you're awesome. Yeah, Christian yeah, Shire's on the soundboard. It was kind of like, you know, Justin was helping him over the phone. And, you know, the things that people do behind the scenes, mm-hmm. like Christian and, and Justin and, you know, the list goes on, the cameraman and everything. I want to thank all those guys and, and, um, because we wouldn't be able to come here and speak right now. All this stuff is set up because these guys are doing it behind scenes. They're not looking yeah. to be seen. They're not looking to be heard. But Christian, I would like to have you and your wife on sometime. So, yeah, we'll talk. I work with Christian. So if you don't, I'll put you in a headlock and force you. Okay. <laughs> that being said, I want to share with everybody tonight to share this on social media, um, Facebook, Twitter. Um, we, d- we did a podcast. Um, I wish it wasn't a podcast. We had one of our members shared on the devotionals during the week and he shared for 10 minutes he got a thousand hits a thousand we're averaging like 150 at our church this guy got a thousand he just shared it all over the place you know and then i had people calling me up hey man who's this who's this jeff guy (laughs) who's this jeff guy man he was really good he go to your church I was like, yeah, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, man, I seen it on some social media posts, you know? So just share it. You know what I mean? I know us four, let's share whatever we can. But I want to share that if this is encouraging night to share it, another thing I want to really encourage you again, and I know I mentioned it before, but we'd really love to see people come out. I mean, I, you know, I love going to church. And I don't love to go to church because it's just a religious thing to do. But it's family. I mean... I see you guys every Sunday, Christian. You know, there's a lot of people. It's just a family. It's almost like, okay, I used to love family reunions, right? We used to have them once a year. I don't know about you guys, but family reunions are a thing of the past. But I used to love when I was a little kid going to family reunions and playing with my cousins all day, you know, and eating whatever you want and, you know, just getting super full and playing in the water, getting dirty. Church is like that to me today. I get to go and see my family every single day. You know, and to me, it's exciting. Me and my wife, when we go on vacation, we, you know, this year, um, <laughs> we decided just to go not for a week. We were just going to go out of town, drive back because we didn't want to miss part of the series that Kevin Grin was sharing on, you know, which was a little leaven. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. See, we got people back here. They're letting us know he did real good. No, yeah. Kevin did phenomenal. With so I'm telling yeah. you, if, if anybody can log in, 
to DCC Church on YouTube, go to 11. I'm talking, it was one of the best services I ever heard in my life. And I don't say that often, but when he shared it, God just started ministering to my heart and was just showing me where there was a little bit of leaven for me. So that being said, I just want to thank everybody for coming out tonight. Thank you guys. Had a good time. I hope I was cordial and I didn't pick on you very much. But anyways, everybody have a great night and God bless you.